Gentlemen, start your engine! Good afternoon, radio. For those who don't know, Radio Hotler. Thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, there's a big shebang. Sorry about that. Diabolical, uh, um, um, technical goodies. Radio Hotler. Oh, cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. like a really nice guy. That Lowndes? <laughs> yeah, that's Lowndes. Yeah, yeah. It's a perfect lead in, isn't it? It is, isn't it? It's a very good lead in. Five. Oh, four, look, he's the fairest. Three. Like, fairest? What fairest? Two. Fairest of, the, of us all. <laughs> Who's the fairest of us all? Yeah. One will I start again? Is there a fairy tale about <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> G'day, viewers. Welcome G'day, to viewers. Radio- <laughs> Welcome to Radio Hot Lap, episode 63. Back in Australia. Back in Adelaide. Yeah. JP is here. Yeah, he is. Miss Briz Vegas is here as well. Yep. And Rust's scuttling around somewhere. The rusty sausage. <laughs> Chewing a new toy direct from Melbourne that uh, on the way back from Villa Island, uh, Marcus Sakanovic and I were stuck in a traffic jam and pulled over to the side of the road and I managed to buy a toy for the dogs. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. <laughs> Good to have you back, Johnny. Nice to see you again too, Claire. Yeah, right. And so, Good to be back. You, viewers, you're probably uh, aware, if you've been keeping track of, uh, of the website, that... Um, the website? Yeah. Radiohotlap.com. The website? iTunes. Well, we should say that well, episode 63 was meant to be a video podcast from uh, Copenhagen. It but was. But the amount of video content that we've, yeah. we've got yeah. uh, really has been a bit troublesome to sort of get through. Um, and I'm looking forward to a, a copy of um, iMovie iLife 08 with the new iMovie with the new redesigned interface. It's going to allow me to cut those clips down because it's taking so long to import them. So we'll have to call it 63 and a bit or 63 yeah, yeah. Copenhagen. So apologies oh, for that for you. 63 and Johnny will get around to it eventually. And then the listeners will be back. They will. The listeners, uh, the viewers can be listeners again. <laughs> and uh, it's good to be back. It is good to be back. Cheers. Cheers. First thing we got to do here, of course, Cheers. is let everybody know what we're drinking. And what do you got there, Johnny? Something that doesn't need to go in the fridge because it's Sam cold here in Adelaide. Mate, I'm, uh, I haven't <laughs> been to China, but I have been to Denmark. It's a red stripe. Is that right? It's a, it is a red stripe. And where's it from? It's from uh, Jamaica, man. No, she went of her own accord. Yeah. Don't you be saying that. Claire, so what are you having? I don't know, it's a bit of your wine, but I don't know what wine it is. Just just something you stole from a bottle. No, it's the uh, Basket Press, uh, 1963. Get out of here, 63 Basket Press. Yeah. Actually, funny you should say that, (laughs) because when I was in the bottle shop getting this uh, bottle of uh, Fox Creek JSM, where the Fox Creek, um, they had some... uh, Oh, I've totally lost my train of thought now. They had... It wasn't... Um... Look, we'll just move on, viewers. Yeah, I think we might. Listeners? Viewers? Well, they're listeners. They are. Listeners today. Well, Hello, you haven't what? asked me what I'm drinking. What are you drinking? Yes. Well, I was drinking Red Stripe, but I've already finished that one while you were um, getting everything organised. So uh, I'm on the Holston now. The Holston? I haven't had a Holston for years. What is that? It's, uh, it's an imported lager. 
and uh, I think it came originally from uh, Germany. Germany, yes, it looks and uh, it used to be very, very popular when I was a kid back in Pommyland, actually. It was one of the most popular German lagers uh, that you could get in London. And very trendy in King's Road was a good place to drink. Well, I wasn't drinking in King's Road, but I was hanging around your neck of the W, Putney Bridge. And I thought, you might be drinking a Young's. Wow, see, Young's. In fact, it's quite funny, viewers, because... At the Queen Adelaide Hotel. John sent me a... Hardy sent me a photo back, or a a group of photos from that he shot when he was at International Paulie's place. And there was one right on the river... And you were down at a cafe or something. In the, the boat other, shed. And you could, yeah, the boat shed, right? And you could see the bridge in the... Putney Bridge Road, yes. Putney Bridge. And the railway on the right. And where that was, was where my favourite Young's Pub used to be. But they demolished it. The car park of the Young's Pub used to be basically where that place now is. Amazing. Well, it looks like it's it had a bit of an upgrade. The castle. There you go. Right. Well, it's not far to walk. You can't walk far in that part of the part of the world and, and not, not trip over a pub. It's yeah, worse right. than Belmont. Mm. Mm. Well, it probably is. So too, if you're yeah. going to bring you're up right. dogs, that's mm. probably a good spot to do it. <laughs> now, Miss Bruce Vegas, you've been back for three weeks, having left you on your lonesome there in Annecy Station. Went from you know Annecy to. God and Frankfurt. Did he just Basel put you on the? He didn't even take you to the airport. I waved me off. No, I we had to get a train. I had to get a train. I had to go to work the next sort of day, so I had to get this train. I was just not free. quite the next day. Well, the, the day next after, after you the, got back, got back. Yeah. yeah, but this is this would have been three but days. No, no, it was actually a good train sure. trip. Met right. a really nice German girl and had a bit of a chat to her. So it was really nice going through all the Swiss, like um, going to Switzerland and the twisty you know, tunnels. Stuff like that. And, and there were dogs on the train. Yeah, there was a dog on the train. So it was quite funny, actually. There was this group of um, Swiss-like people, and I said to the German girl, I thought they were speaking in German. I said to the German girl, um, wow, are they, you know, what are they talking about? And she says, I don't know, I don't understand, they're Swiss. Uh-huh. And then we were talking about them, and this guy, like the, one of the guys, he said, no, they can't. Un- the Germans can't understand us. But we can understand everything that they're saying. Well, this uh, poor girl, she print. just went fully red. Yeah, yeah it was just a variation funny. on the dialect. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. So you had a good time anyway. No, it's all right. Yeah, days. it was nice and warm, and it's a bit you know hard work to come back here and certainly to fly into Melbourne uh, yep. last week and straight down to Phillip Island for um, not only uh, a a very cold and wet and windy race, but also a. A, you know, a, a cultural change in the category itself with yep. um, V8 supercar drivers coming on board and uh, very, very good. I don't think we've seen such strength in sports car racing in Australia since Nations Cup was on a few oh, years back. So that's really great for the series and uh, well, the championship, should I say. And it's really <laughs> good to be able to take, you know, that sort of the heritage from Europe with uh, the Aston Martin yes. that uh, John Case has now installed Will Davison in it uh, that was the British GT championship winning car effectively a GT3 car and now a third car from Ryder Engineer in the Gallardo Lamborghinis well, JB with JB in it who's uh, done a three from three yeah. which is um, pretty very impressive good. start to the weekend but the old mate Al he went alright too who? Alan? Oh, Alan! <laughs> Alan. Well, Alan, yeah. Yeah. So, well, Alan is uh, it's just so uh, the viewers understand what's going on there that uh, Alan was driving for the first half of the year um, with the uh, Consolidated Chemical Chemicals Company Coopers 
uh, Ferrari 360 GT, which does not build to FIA NGT specs. It's a, a pretty much a GT2 car, but it was getting hobbled by various weight restrictions and penalties and this and that. And whilst that freedom came back, as we head towards the, the latter part of the year, not so much Phillip Island, but... Um, uh, Simmons Plains, Oran Park and Sandown there will be some straights there and you really can't afford to give away the horsepower to the yeah. Lamborghinis so it made sense to move uh, to Tony Raftus Mark Coffey's Marinello Motorsports Ferrari 430 GT um, uh, simply more horsepower yep. um, uh, more straight line speed and, and you know better better lap times and, and a more modern car uh, it's disappointing, you know, that uh, the friends we've all gathered together with the Triple C team have been absolutely wonderful people, yep. and I'm sure we'll end up doing something with them uh, in the future. But it is important to win the championship, um, mm. and uh, Craig Baird has come on board to join the Triple C team. Is that right? Okay. And who's a, a very nice bloke. I only yep. met him for the first time on the weekend. Obviously, you know, if you're in the sport, you know of him. But uh, yep. as a fellow New Zealander, we we got along fairly well straight away. And uh, his, um, he was immediately on the pace and just added to the value of the championship with uh, John Bowther coming on board to drive the mm. third Lamborghini and Bryce Washington chasing. So, look, the event didn't go without troubles for Alan. Um, a few gearbox gremlins and then a delaminating uh, tyre coming into turn one right at, in qualifying basically forced his qualifying attempts to to be uh, curtailed and it was very lucky that the car didn't sustain major damage um, you know or a roll over there at turn one you know how fast you can be there and also for Alan not to get hurt but um, so he ended up lining up behind uh, Craig Baird um, which from the uh, uh, you know if you're looking at data on Natsoft you'd sort of think well geez was it a wise move to change cars but no it all went pretty good (laughs) very good indeed so that was it so you but you got back on. Uh, oh, you got back Sunday. That's right. Yeah, yeah I got back Sunday, Sunday, but I went to yeah. went to you know basically you got in late on Wednesday night yeah. and then had a bit of a day to sleep down there right. before I went down to uh, to Phillip Island. Uh-huh. Um, cool. Also racing down at cool. Phillip Island was Amber Anderson in the uh, in Steve Biffra's Vectra, um, which oh, yeah. is actually a car that had been built in two thousand and three for the twenty four hour. A race by Gibson Engineering that has never actually been raced. So she That's got in right. there. It's quite a good piece of engineering, and she did a very good job qualifying the fastest yeah. in her category group C, in Class C. Um, but it was a really very very difficult, um, uh, you know, set of uh, races for her um, standing water, you know, lap two, though she's pushed wide, and, and, you know, I think that's just what's going to happen when you get an event like that. But um, managed to sort of bring it all around in the third race to come out the class winner and winning her first national title um, at uh, the Australian Production Car Championship. So well done, Amber. Yeah, I know she'll be uh, listening. So, yeah, well done, Amber. It is. That's really good. uh, It's great news. You know, considering that I've been over in Europe with, uh, with the, uh, with, 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 Rob Sherrard, who was yes. uh, one of the original we'll, we'll founders touch on. We'll touch on that of later Virgin on. Blue um, Airline, yep. uh, that is funny to pick up the uh, current uh, Voyeur magazine, August 2007. With, this uh, is the Virgin Blue one. It's the local one. It's not the overseas one. Yeah, no, it's one. Virgin yeah. Blue. Okay, well, yeah. they don't have Virgin Blue overseas. No, well, they have the Virgin. Yeah, all right. Okay, with Richard Branson on the cover, if you pick it up, page 24, you'll find... Uh, Amber Anderson, 20 questions with Amber, hit the road with Amber. And there's... Fantastic. So she's uh, not only is she doing a good job on the track and, and coming through, she's doing a good job, job off the track for herself and uh, everybody associated with her. So congratulations. Well done, Amber. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, enjoy drinking that beer out of the goblet that she uh, told me she did.
<laughs> with a dad who drank 400, 326 beers. I said, you wouldn't want to have a chef. And he went, you're right, I wouldn't. <laughs> oh, get out of here. Uh, so, um, but going back to PI, have you got anything else or do you want me to just run through what happened there quickly? And then we Philip can get Island? The, yeah. yeah, well, let's get that out of the way. Then we can go back to what you did in Europe and everything else. We might as well go through all the Philip Island events. How did Marcus go? Well, Marcus was good because he was just uh, driving the uh, road car yep. and having a chat. Right. So he took me to the airport on Saturday night because oh. I didn't stay around for Sunday. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. I did it all remote. Rem- that's from remote Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> but I can tell you that there was the, one of the one of the issues that faced the teams down there was that Michelin only brought a limited amount of C component pound tyres, which are the extra soft wet tyres. For and only to fit the Aston Martins and uh, the um, Lamborghinis, so that left the Ferraris in sort of a bit of a quandary about what sort of tyres run. Now that the Triple C car ran um, uh, C comments at the front and B's at, uh, A's at the rear, but you'd, ha- you'd have to ring A's being harder. But you'd have to yeah. think to yourself, well, that was because of availability. But you'd have to be thinking, like, now why did Michelin not have those tyres? Mm. It's not like the other two brands of car had been in the category for a long time. The Ferrari's mm. been there forever, so there's something a bit a bit screwy going on there. You think there. that's factory, though? Like, it goes back that far? Mate, I wouldn't want to. Look it. after us, you know? Da, 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 I da, don't da. know. Look, I think Interesting, that it's though. all about getting parity, and I think the crowds want to see all the race together, everybody race together, and I can yeah. tell you that... Uh, the vision that I've seen, it will make very good watching on Channel um, 9, Nine, I think, yeah. uh, this Saturday at 11.30am, uh, Saturday the 18th. That'll be really well worth watching. And it was a, it was an absolute great scrap between John Bow and Craig Baird, um, Will <coughs> Davison and the Aston yep. Martin, Alan and, and Bryce Washington, and everybody swapping positions. So just you couldn't ask for a healthier... Um, sort of certain, well, the category is just going leaps and bounds, isn't it? There's and, absolutely no doubt about that. Yep. But uh, from Alan's point of view, uh, look, uh, he um, his first race, um, you know, again, all the races were wet, but he had a gear selector problem and it failed on the line, and that was the second time oh. uh, that he uh, that he had to be towed back, and he was very lucky to hold that position. Um, you know, so, and as I said, he qualified, you know, in two laps and managed to sort of put that position in there and it could have been, you know, it could have been worse than that. It could have been working very, very late. Um, but but in, the, in the, la- the final race, it was a dry start, you know, so that was a level playing field. And, um, you know, he was in he was in position two, went for the lead, but was pushed a bit wide by, um, by one of the other cars. It was a great fight, as I said, with everybody. And then um, in, in, into, coming into MG, um, Craig Baird probably maybe a little bit optimistic there on the, on the break point and, and, and touched him. He lost a, bu- a bunch of spots there and tried to make that up in the rain, which is going to be pretty tough, but a safety car yeah, intervened. Yeah. Um, and then he got back on the train, pitted for wets, and there was a massive chaos going on in pit lane there. Mm. It was just cars were stacked up. Plus, at the, at the top entry of pit lane, they are extending the pit, so it really was a mess for everybody. There was a lot of gravel down, and it wasn't going to be easy for people to sort of work effectively there. But um, you know, to uh, to to Craig Baird's uh, uh, credit, and, and a true um, uh, um, uh, what's the word? I don't know. A gentleman of the sport, right? And he addressed the uh, readdressed the situation of tapping Alan. Yep. Uh, to uh, just on the line to let Alan take 
the uh, the second place position. Oh, well, that was nice. Um, and you know that's a yeah. great sign of a teammate. And yeah. um, you know it wouldn't have made any difference really in the point scheme. It wasn't meaning a bad. I wouldn't have been on the podium yeah. um, as a third. Uh, it would have still would have, still would have been Davison, but he would have got a third for that race. But you know. That's uh, that's really really good, and I it think is. that that you know Beto's very happy to be into the championship. Sportsmanship that you don't see that a lot there. Yeah, a lot very very pleased to be. I think that. that's so, great. Yeah, yeah. Great. Anyway, Fantastic. that's the report given to me. Politically, oh. they might be completely incorrect. <laughs> no doubt that there'll be someone upset about that comment, and probably Alan. Anyway, he's on a plane on the way to Belgium for Spa, the uh, the fourth round of the Le Mans series, series where yep. he holds a quite a strong lead with Rob Bell and will be joining up with Virgo in the Ferrari 430 uh, GT2 along with Rob Sherrard who Rob won't Sherrard. be racing in the same race we'll be doing a one hour race in the Lola T70 Mark 3B which we'll get back to a little while and tell you about how things went on in yeah. Copenhagen oh, the uh, historic stuff yes but anyway yeah. JP it's over to you over to me oh yeah I'll just you know Pass the, about. pass the chips, mate. You want chips? Oh, well, yeah, but if they make a noise. <laughs> you know, we're not supposed to be doing the <laughs> chips. We haven't heard from Linda for ages. No, you're right, we haven't. But she's probably listening. She's probably going to ring us up now. <laughs> she can ring up and complain. Yeah, that's right. Um, I was just going to say, while you've been away, you know, it's been uh, interesting times. Uh, you may have caught last week's Auto Fiction. They had a, uh, um, a driver's poll. Which is as a result of the um, loosening of the guidelines about what they can and can't talk about. Yes, the supercars did say that, I think, before I went away, saying, look, we're not going to muzzle people anymore. They mm. can sort of say what they want, but, you know, it'll be a bit of anonymous slagging. And, yeah, I'm coming up to speak because I haven't and, seen Autofiction. And so Autofiction ran this marvellous um, poll, <laughs> driver's poll. And, the uh, yeah, the results it. are a bit interesting. It's, uh, well, let's go back a week. It's quite funny. Well, Not, we don't want to bore the, bore the viewers too no, much mate, because I, a lot of them probably would have seen it, but uh, yeah, it but was I, definitely interesting. Mate, I've got to make an observation here that i just got to look at it from, you know, how you, how how, how would you be if you were one of the people on the front there? Yeah, and, exactly. And I find it a little bit tough because and this is the media again, and okay, and the media mm. can say what they like, but the point is that the individuals don't have the right of reply quite as easily as True. the media does. And But then again, you know... This sport, we've been arguing for a while, this sport needs a scandal, and a sex scandal, and, um, you know... No, uh, we haven't been saying like it needs that. a sex scandal, but it, it's good to get... I don't know. Any publicity is good publicity, and whilst it's... It did make the mainstream news, I have to tell you, on um, Thursday last week, I think, on the morning bulletin, it actually referred to the fact that um, Craig Lowndes had been uh, judged the fairest driver, and so-and-so had been judged to be this, and, you know, da-da-da-da-da, so... That's it's unusual that V8 supercars will hit the mainstream news unless there's a race on and they're telling you the results of the race. So maybe it's worked for the for the good of the sport. I don't know. So the bit that sort of bothers me <clears throat> is that you've got Alan Gurr on the front labelled worst. worst, yeah, and you've got to dig down to really find out what they're saying there about why he's the worst. But you know, okay, so you know, and it's fair enough. You're on to a poll. This is this is the information. The bosses. The people that make the decisions to sign the checks mm. to decide who's going to drive their race cars have said, Alan Gurr, Gurr you're, a, you're a useless thing. <laughs> now, whether he is or he isn't, I'm thinking of, from Alan Gurr's point of view. Oh, wouldn't it do your head in? It'll do your head in. But, conversely, this sport always seems to throw up some, a spanner and suddenly someone's going to go, you're better than that, I'm going to get behind you. So, mm. I don't 
And I don't know Alan Gurr from a bar of soap other yeah. than he happened to be involved with Jack Ellsgood doing the testing last year with Paul Morris. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's also yeah. got a bit of a... Bit of a well, he got a bit we'll of a... We'll get on to him in a minute because yeah. you got that magazine. That's all right. He's Mr. But Dangerous. Like, you know, yeah. Well, as they, as they vote. Um, I just think that's a bit tough. And I, what I'm thinking of is poor old Alan Gurr's mental state of mind, and, which makes you go, you just don't read the media. Yes. Which is what all real racing car drivers do. I don't read the yeah. media because this is not designed to help them. It's designed to help the, the mm. fraternity out there. So, so Alan, if you happen to be listening, um, mate, uh, take uh, solace that uh, we know you come from a very strong go-karting background and uh, I'm sure you'll be okay and you've just been in the wrong situation at the wrong time. And also, if you happen to look at your teammate, um, uh, Jason Bright, Brightek, a, a, a top bloke, has, uh, hasn't had much luck mm. all year either. I mean, the other thing, too, it's easy to pick on someone like Gurr who haven't been around very long. Most of the other guys who who have either been picked on or applauded have been in the sport for a long while. Yeah, so, you know, oh, the dogs is really having a winch tonight. Yeah, she is. She doesn't want to go out. Well, what do you mean? You want dogs? She wants it? balloons. What? Well, go get her a balloon. Well, she's got her other balloon. We've got a drama oh, here, she's viewers. Popped it. She's popped it. Russ has popped oh. her balloon and she wants another one. Yeah, the dogs is one of these funny dogs that likes balloons it picks it up and walks around with it and mm. all like that so you'll hear a lot of squeaking going on in the background shortly yeah very shortly in between crunching of chips well in between those um okay so we touched on that uh i think this needs quite a bit of an allyization here really what's going on here and i think most people are probably up to speed about about what's going on but let's just for the international viewers um we'll just quickly just let you know the overview was that everybody was polled Yep. Um, about All the, the drivers most, were polled. Who's the most overrated up. driver? I only go first two, three. Russell Ingle, James Courtney, Mark Scaife. Most overpied, Craig Lowndes, Russell Ingle, Steve Richards. Most underrated, Lee Holdsworth. Two, no answer, third, Jamie Wincup. Best supercar driver, Garth Tander, Craig Lowndes, Jason Bright. Worst, most dangerous, Paul Morris, Jason Barguana, no answer. Hardest to pass, John Bell, Steve Richards, Mark Scaife. We are hardest to pass. Yeah. That means that's an attribute. Well, it is. They're not saying yeah. he's dirty, he's just yeah. tactical. That's right. Uh, who's the dirtiest driver? Jason Barguana, yeah. Russell Engel, Paul Morris. Who's the fairest? Craig Lowndes, Mark Scott, Cameron McConville, <laughs> Biggest Winger, Greg Murphy, Russell Engel, Rick Kelly. Um, uh, team boss, best team boss, Tim Edwards, Tom Walkinshaw, Roland Dane at Triple Eight. Who wouldn't you fight with? Paul Morris, Max Wilson. Uh, who do you respect? Craig Lands, Mark Scaife, who uh, would like to drive for? Hold racing team, Tyler HSV, Triple Eight. Uh, which teammate would you least like to go yeah. for? Craig, Craig Gore, Larry. But now, I, what is all that about? Craig Gore has done more for the sport than just about anybody else. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's got everybody to start. We wouldn't see Marcus Ambrose where he is fighting out there in Montreal against uh, Robbie Gordon and uh, Boris Sade and Ron Fellows and all the circuit racing experts that have been yep. drafted into Bush Series if it hadn't been for Craig Gore and people like Crusher yes. and Aussie Vineyards and all those and, and, and Kingston Charcoal. But anyway, so blah, 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 blah for you around the world. That's what they reckon. But the best circuit, number one, Bathurst, followed by Clipsal. Hello, this is where we live. Yeah. Um, doesn't mean we won't move to somewhere nice like Malta. Um, but um, <laughs> best event, Clipsal. Yeah. Oh, no, that was going to be a winner. Yeah. Right out on the door there. Okay, so there you go. So. You can hear the dogs in the background. And if you pick up this week's auto fiction. Everyone's at a spew. Morris fights back. 
And these. Uh... Oh, oh the dogs! That was a short-lived <laughs> balloon. That one, Rust. He's uh, he's pointed the finger at some uh, some gentleman whose surname begins with a K. And uh, well, I'll just say it. The Kellys. Yeah, he just. He's, yeah, he's he's got stuck in the Kellys and said that. Well, you know, I'm not just not the dirtiest one. But he took it on the chin. He's all right. And and Barg's and the enforcer. They're not phased about getting supposedly being the dirtiest uh, driver category. So, yeah, I think that, yeah, in, in the big scheme of things, they'll all just ignore it and get on. I like the, some of the comments that he's made here. Yeah. Morris dismissed some of his rivals as a little more than occupational steering wheel steering wheel attendant. He <laughs> added, if they couldn't drive a race car, they'll be picking up rubbish in the streets. The biggest decision they make every day is whether they're, where the next cappuccino is coming from. Some of these guys are insecure. They have to justify they're being hundreds of thousands of dollars, blah, blah, blah. Well, I think he's half on the money. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I think yeah. he is. Look, at the end of the day, people forget Paul Morris has has come from such a long background. He raced mm. back in the you know the the, the two liter Australia touring car series Super back tourists. there with Brad yep. Jones and when and, when, and he uh, won championships when when Murph came through and Tony yep. Longhurst like okay, so he's not the young. Oh, oh, another one. Oh, what? He's not the young. We get a double whammy. <laughs> Those <laughs> helium balloons they last a long time. <laughs> yeah. Helium balloons. So, mate, I reckon it's all a bit, pretty, bit exciting. Hmm. I'm sure we haven't heard the end of it. He said crunching away. No, I'm sure we haven't. He said definitely crunching away here. Excuse me, viewers. Now, JB's got a trophy in Formula 3. I noticed. I thought that was quite interesting. He's also got a roast night on tonight that he doesn't know about. Has he? At Parramatta. Uh, Ridges Parramatta. He thinks oh. he's going to a Sinclair Ford XR8 night. Is that right? And 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 it's his roast. And and Chris Sparrow has organised the suit. Now Alice have got the ah, got the, ah, the black tie it. suit. And, he, and and I sent to Chris on Saturday. I said, "How are you going to get him into that?" He goes, "He's going to get sussing because he doesn't like suits." on. we both knew that. <laughs> and so that so he's going to get in there, and it's his final see you later roast night with everybody from the fraternity. There, um, I got asked at the Easter. Bathurst Motorsport Festival I could dig up all the old shit that we did for oh, yeah, years yeah, yeah. ago so we've done that and there's been a book provider oh really oh, oh, I reckon it'll be really cool so it'll be excellent well, I saw him the other day and <coughs> yeah. a nice week mate that's <laughs> it you know <laughs> going anywhere nah nah just Oran Park uh, yeah all the usual <laughs> uh, all the usual until tonight JB oh well but that's great isn't it it is yeah. it, it, yeah. Yeah. Like, not that it'll be lost for a word or a glass no, of red probably not hmm <laughs> yeah so, Johnny. Yeah, tell me about his Formula 3 trophy. No, oh, Formula 3 trophy. You weren't segueing is... that, were you? What? Oh, I was just, you know. Okay. Simmons Plains, because it's Simmons Plains, of course, being Tasmania. The John Bow Trophy, awarded to the winner of the newly named Australian Formula 3 Super Prix, which will be held as the Tasmanian Round second race. The naming of the trophy signifies both Bow's achievements in open wheel racing and his position as a Tasmanian racing icon. Taswegian. It says Tasmanian. doesn't say Taswegian. But that's going to go down. I know you're right. Particularly well with one of uh, Brocky's new uh, vintage uh, collector's edition reds (laughs) from the the, uh, the Mount Panorama Winery. Mount Panorama Vineyards. Yep. Yep. You've got to get one of those. Same thing. We've got to get get one of those. The old PB. The old PB. Cool, cool, cool. label. Yeah. Now, while we're talking about PB... um, I don't know if any of the viewers are aware or whatever, but apparently there's a new book out. Uh, it was released while you were away. I think it came out at 
the, the end of last month or very very early this month um, and it's called Australia's Greatest Sportsman Peter Brock the book or something like it's a series of Australia's Greatest Sportsman um, subscribe and, today uh, and get one for the rest of your life no it's seventy nine ninety five, so it's not a cheap book but I think it's a nice coffee table job with lots of uh, historical pictures and all that sort of stuff so I'm hanging out to actually f- uh, try and find a copy and uh, see what it's like so it should be interesting excuse me mm. yes bit he of says chomping away oh had a uh, phone call the other day from Rick Shaw. Ah. And uh, that reminds me because his uh, RX-7 that he raced at Targa was mm-hmm. down in the hands of James Parrish, doing not too bad down there in the production car championships. It's more it's more a GTP car. But anyway, he's doing all right. But um, is going to Sepang for the 12-hour. Now, it's not the first time Rick's done that, no, but Rick's he's also taking the 12... He came, I think, uh, in the 60s or something like that, or... At uh, Nürburgring. Nürburgring, that's right. Which yeah. was unfortunate mm-hmm. because that weekend happened to be the same weekend as the test weekend for Le Mans. Le Mans. So it couldn't be in two places yep. at the same time. Uh, the best Australian uh, being out of that was the um, the Kevin uh, Bell, um, Craig Baird. Yes. And uh, Tony and Clark Quinn Porsche, uh, brand new RSR. Which, if RSR. anybody got last month's um, motor magazine... Uh, you would have seen that they actually had an article on that Porsche um, and lots of cutaway drawings and uh, information about the uh, about the guys going over there and um, uh, what they were looking to do and how the car was. And it was funny, I was saying to, I said to Beto at dinner the other night, I said, mate, what's, what, you know, what, what's, what's Quinny like? You know, and I've done some some sprints and stuff like that with him, but I haven't much to do with him from a social point of view. He goes, oh, he's, he's always like, it's like one of those guys, you know, got a lot of money, you know. Like, they're very good to do all this stuff. And then suddenly he goes, no, I'm not spending that money on that. You know, I'm not spending that, like, you know, you spend a huge amount there and a huge amount there. And then he goes, no, I'm not doing that. that and you sort of go, well, what's going on? And I looked at him and said, oh, they're all like that. At that moment, Ted Hugler looked across at me and said, what do you mean we're all like that? And I said, oh, look, Ted, it's not that like that at all. I mean, I just, and I just, like, they all looked around Back me. Pedal. I go, like, I'm just digging a hole. Yeah, exactly. and I went, oh, like, I said, because you see, in uh, with Lars, Eric Nielsen, up there in, uh, yes. in Denmark, and, and Lars owns 25% of the car market in, in Denmark mm-hmm. as the importer of, of pretty much all the brands bar Mercedes and Ferrari. Um... Uh, we went shopping. Uh, the first time we went shopping, I found a, a shopping trolley that um, it was just errant. And he goes, oh, yeah, grab that. And then, you know, we did the shopping and, and came back and went back to the house in, uh, in the south of France. And, he, and he, I said, I'll just chuck the trolley over there. He goes, no, 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 no. I've got to push it in and click it and get the coin out. <laughs> and the other day... So <laughs> you don't get rich viewers without being a tighter. <laughs> and when we, were in, Co- we yeah. were in Copenhagen, he goes, well, we've got to do some shopping because we want to make some... We make some schmerod, open Danish sandwich, schmerod. I don't know. Alan Thomas will be able to tell you exactly how to pronounce it. It's very, very good on black bread with all the pangs. I think we might open a restaurant, JP. But uh, so you see, to get that box and, and bring it along, and and we were taking it to the supermarket. And I said, "What for?" So we get to hand it in there. But there's just a machine, a big machine in the wall, like a coke dispenser, except it's got a hole in the middle, and you chuck the plastic or the reusable bottle through, and it automatically goes. Okay, that's worth two kroner 
This one's worth one and a half kroner. So, like, move over, Adelaide. If you want to make some money in collecting bottles, all you people have been hanging around, that because uh, this is the only state in Australia where you can yes. actually get a refund on uh, disposable bottles. Five cents for off it. Off you go yeah. to Denmark and you can make a fortune and all the machines that you don't have to interact with people. How good well, is that? there you go. Fantastic. I think we made 47 kroner, which is exactly $10. Well, there you go. But you probably had a truck full of empties. <laughs> no, not really that many. I think it's quite... It's... That'd be great in Adelaide. There's so many people like going around the bins trying to get yeah. these bloody bottles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then what would the dogs do? They'd have to move to Denmark because you know how it hates the bottle. It hates man. the bottle lady. Oh, yeah. Dogs. Dogs. Oh. Yes, right. Absolutely. Have a chip. Yeah, well, I think you should. I think you should. Um, I see the new bloody Subaru's been delayed. Now, how weird is this, right? First of all, they can't take a trick this season. There's all sorts of reports about... Oh, we're talking World Rally Championship now, viewers. They can't take a trick this season. There's all sorts of reports about you know, the cars handling like a dog and this isn't working and that's, and it's over-engineered and they've lost the track of where they're supposed to be going and blah, blah, blah. Early on in the year, at the beginning of the season, they were talking that... The new 08 car would very likely be introduced by September to actually compete in the latter part of the current season. Miss September. <laughs> this September. Yeah. But now, Don't, the new car's here, we've slurring. seen pictures of it, blah 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 it's, it's, it's been sort of everywhere, we've seen it released in the US, the STI version's now out, um, there's photos in this month's Motor Magazine, and... It's delayed. And they're talking like the middle August 2008. So it's a full year, virtually, behind where they said they were going to be. Now, how do you work that out? I mean, well, what's going on? I can explain it immediately to you. They're trying to do a deal with Steve Jobs. It'll be coming out with an iPhone included. <laughs> Get out of here. Let That's true, alone. isn't it? Oh. You know that. They're trying to do deals with all sorts of people. Who? Apple. <laughs> what about Subaru? Yeah, well, Subaru probably, yeah, they could probably do a lot worse. Well, Rick Dole got an iPhone, and Rick Dole is a very late uh, late, uh, <coughs> late adopter of early adoption. Right. And loves it. And he loves it. He does. And I think and he hasn't had keypad problems? I don't know. Yeah. He hasn't rung me. Oh, there you go. Yeah, but not many people do ring you, Johnny, let's face it. I know. Especially when you're overseas. Depression set in. Well, that's because I turned my phone <laughs> off in nine weeks. I forgot what it rings like. I'm trying to ring him today, viewers, and he's not answering. I'm thinking, what's he doing? What's he doing? And then he finally rings me back and he says, I'm not used to answering the phone anymore. I've been away. Nobody's rung me for five weeks. It's been great. They can <laughs> Skype me. Everyone's been ringing me in Europe on the Europe phone. Mm. But they didn't take the Australian phone. But as you know, it's a good test of whether you can do business here. Because basically, in the nicest way, I don't give a stuff, viewers. You know, like <laughs> you can't you, say that. Well, I did. <laughs> like, if you want to do business with me, that's fine, and I'll do a good job for you. But I won't pander to you. <laughs> so you ring me on the European phone. The Europhone. We might be on a more of a permanent European phone if things turn out that we can't talk about. Well, there you go. So why are you talking about them? <laughs> well, no one knows anything what we're talking about. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Uh, so, all right, let's get back to Europe. Now we've been talking about in that direction. Tell us about what happened with Rob Sherard and the uh, and the historics. Well, what was the like? What was the order? I think you did. Did they do? Uh, was it Brands or where did they race in the UK? The last time you saw us, viewers, we were in Cologne, wandering down the side of the River Rhine, 
looking at a few people, having a nice beer in the sun, watching the barges go by. After that, we went back to England to find the lost case. Five weeks the case had been lost. There the time capsule was opened. We packed a fresh bag, hang around for a few days and then shot off to Copenhagen Grand Prix. Was that International Paulies, the bag? The bag was yep. at Internationals. Yep. That weekend was also the Silverstone Classic. Aha, uh, that's out. what I knew there was the and race. that was out of Silverstone. And I was going to go, but yeah. uh, Uncle L flew over to drive the 962C for Blaupunkt car yeah. at uh, the event there. Um, but it, uh, after eight laps, it appeared to, by the data, appeared to have a uh, low oil pressure problem and 12 laps later their engine expired. Oh, no. That was expensive. Uh, I bet and, it was too. Um, yeah, very expensive. Al's gone home. Well, Spat the dumb. Well, he went to, he went to ground. And uh, met me at uh, Stansted <laughs> on the Monday morning, very Stansted. early. Do you know, I'll tell you, I stupidly Ooh. booked a flight to Copenhagen at 7.10am from, St- excuse me, from Stansted. It just didn't register with me at the time of booking that the amount of travel time would be required to, to get, get to there, Stansted. to get on that <laughs> flight. Well, let me tell you, it was Trucks 10 past two viewers <laughs> that I got up and, and, and to find International on the computer because International was going over to... It was going to... Um, no, I was going to Gatwick. Oh, right. I know Stansted. He was going to Gatwick. Yeah, oh, anyway. right. yeah that's right. Yeah, he was going to Gatwick. And because yeah. he was going to, to Holland yeah. to do a recce of both Assen and Zolder circuits for the Champ Car round. Why didn't he just drive? You can get there in bloody few hours. No, it's, it's not easy. No. No, 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 no. And anyway, so he was going to basically check out what the facilities were like in terms of media and everything like that for the, the dual yes. the champ car round, which is well, coming up. I can tell him about Zolder. Great. It's like being in the Sahara. It was a sandy circuit. <laughs> I know. Sandy circuit, son. <laughs> so, uh, so, so International had a, um, International had a uh, cab book for three o'clock, and I was basically found myself standing at sort of Liverpool Street Station at 25 past... 25 past 3, after being sort of driven through through the London, probably the fastest anyone would ever drive here, and I'm going, oh, what's that place there? And the guy goes, where are you from? <laughs> well, I went, I'm from Australia. He goes, that's where the Queen lives. I went, yeah, right, I want you that. <laughs> well, I mean, how would you know in the middle of the night? It's back straight. You know, I mean, it's, not like it's not like you're driving up the front, like, you know, like with the flowers on the lawn. <laughs> Buck house, gov, isn't it? Yeah, I'm yeah. what? Oh, but anyway, yeah. you know we're you know we're coming from Victoria Street Station, dropping him off, and then coming around the back of the neck. Oh, yeah. there. So they dropped me off, and then I stood out there with the rest of the Darrows till four o'clock, and they opened the door, and then I got in, and the four twenty five uh, Stansted Express. So uh, which then we all sat in a nice little spot Liverpool there. Liverpool Street, that was out of, was it? Liverpool Street, yeah. And where we sat in a nice little spot, yeah. first suddenly some very grumpy. Uh, guard to come around and tell us that we all had to m- chuff off into <laughs> second grade. Chuff second, off, you second class, Which was basically <laughs> at the end of the carriages, leaving no one in the middle because she said, it's going to fill up and I won't be able to put people on the seats. And I went, well, actually, you're on an express train, so no one is going to get in the train. Because, well, I'll th- have you thrown off then. <laughs> so we all stood up there on top of the bags. It was very unfortunate. I wasn't going to pay nine pounds just to appease her. Yeah, bugger that. Anyway, so then, by going through the security, did a little, little, and there was the Copenhagen, very short line, everything else was going to Mallorca or something like that, long lines. Torre Molinos. Torre Molinos. <laughs> <laughs> they were dressed in their shorts and thongs already. 
don't work. Uh, all right then. And uh, then I, uh, yeah, go through security. By the time I got to the gate, they were boarding, and I, I you know, like, and it was a ten past seven flight, and then. Um, and you've been up since two o'clock. So you were ready for a nana nap. I was ready for a drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that and then Al came, came in behind going, where you been? And I'm like, how come I'm at the front of the queue and you're behind? Because I've been waiting up for you, Tosser. <laughs> and then so the two of us went over on the, and he just bitched and moaned the whole way because, you know, being a Danish racing car driver of, 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 of some fame to himself. Some fame. And others. Yeah. Yeah. Not Danish. Thanks. <laughs> 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 oh, he's all right. And, um, yeah. They make good bacon. Danes? Yeah. Well, if you carve them up, you roast them when they're dead. Danish, Danish bacon's good. <laughs> I didn't have any Danish bacon last. You should have had Danish last bacon. Last time I didn't have any Danish bacon, you said it's meant to be good. <laughs> so, let me go. Uh, I don't know why we've digressed, but... No, we have here back to Rob Sherrard on the historics, yeah. So I didn't see Rob. Right. Because it was too uh, too hard. What, when you to got to Copenhagen? It was too oh, hard to, to get Silverstone. to go Sorry. to Silverstone. Yeah, okay. And then, I basically, and I got to the airport... I got to the airport and arrived there and I said to Al, I'm going to the bathroom for a sec. And Al goes, yeah, righto. And so I went into the bathroom and I turned around, get the bags. There's no Al. Because he goes, oh, it takes forever to get bags in here. I'm like, eight minutes, viewers. Anyway. <laughs> forever. So I went, well, where is it? Where is it? Like, and I finally found my bags. There's no Al. I've gone outside and I had turned my phone off. So I had to use another method to get in touch with him. And he goes my bag's damaged, I'm inside and getting it fixed. And it was like, oh, you go, you go. And I went, well, where am I going? I'm exactly. going back down to your place. Like, I don't <laughs> sit like, for a few days. I wait like for that. you? Yeah. That's what I'm waiting. And then he, he comes out finally later. I'm having a beer because it's like, <laughs> it's quarter past 11. I mean, if you do the math, oh, I mean, it's like four the in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's four yeah. in the afternoon. And he goes, <laughs> he goes, Man, I'm going to I'm going to wait. I'm going to Odense for a few days. I said, I oh, know I'm coming with you. He goes, no, no, I'm going to take my rallies away for a few days, so you can't come go to Lars. I went, well, I didn't check, check check that with Lars anyway. So I rang Lars, and <laughs> Lars has gone, oh, you're here already. Damn. Okay, I'll <laughs> Damn. come and pick you up. No, get the train. So I got the train up to Lars's house, which just happens to be the nicest house, the archi- the last winner of the architectural design in Denmark on effectively what we call Beach Road at Vaidbuck, which is about 20 minutes north on the on the eastern coast of Copenhagen, looking straight across to, to Sweden. Oh, lovely. Mm. I stayed for four or five days. <laughs> yeah, it was a summer, isn't it? Was, it was all right. Yeah. You wouldn't have stayed four or five days in the middle of winter, I bet oh, you. Oh, was it absolutely freezing, God freezing, yeah. And that was later in the end, end of the week, went and did some go-karting as well, but yeah. that's another story. Uh, at uh, Rod, Rod, Rod Skill, where did Jan Magnuson? Yeah. Um, started. Started. Good yeah. old Jan. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd seen him at, uh, at Le Mans. Le Mans, yeah, of course. Um, yeah, yeah. And there uh, there we were. Hmm. So then it was Friday, meeting up with Rob in town at uh, the Mini Clipsal 500. The Mini Clipsal 500. Yes, the Copenhagen Historic Grand Prix is set beautifully in the parklands of Copenhagen with a big... Uh, Entertainment Centre right next door was just happened to be playing the Rolling Stones on the Sunday night of oh. all places. Alan went, said they're bloody awful. I just thought they were like the last time I saw them bloody awful. I said that's why I didn't go. <laughs> went out and had a nice curry meal. <laughs> it was a really good well, event. You see them once coming on stage with their Zimmer frames, you've seen them every time, haven't you? It was a great I event. love the Stones, but you know, there's a time to finish. 
<laughs> for all things. There's a time. There's always a time to finish, you know? Never mind. So Rob ran three cars there for the weekend. The, three? The, the, uh, uh, Lola T70 Mark yes. 3B, which ended up getting the high speed award of 305 kilometres an hour down the 800 metre straight. So he Jesus. is now officially the fastest car ever to go around that circuit and was taken right. on Complete in lap. the challenge. Not yeah. just straight. No, straight line speed. Okay. Yeah. And uh, it was taken on in no uncertain terms by Casper Elgard, who has oh, yeah. uh, was in the uh, the Jack Nellerman run Aston Martin uh, DBR9 GT1 car, which he was on the podium at Le Mans. It was the same car. And a few other little exotic things which were there. And um, uh, Yeah. But uh, Rob, he was right on it, and to go from hero to zero, he then swapped to the uh, to the, the historic races to his nineteen sixty eight Lancia uh, Lancia Rally. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, HF Fanaloni. Do you know what Fanaloni means? No, I don't. <laughs> well, it means a bigger breast. Is that right? Because they've got a bigger the headlighter. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they have a bigger headlighter. Yeah. It was, and Simonson had <laughs> come up and goes, One of my mates. Shut up, that's the slowest car I've ever seen. <laughs> it's got the what car? Slowest. Slowest car. <laughs> and then he would move to the, 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 the second uh, slowest, but also the second fastest car, uh, <laughs> which was a 1974 930 Le Mans winning uh, Porsche. Which yep. he had bought with is all the air jacks and everything. Uh, no, it's a 930. Oh, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. A 1974 yeah, car, a, yeah. a brilliant car, and as in exactly the same condition, and it was more suited to the bumps there. So <laughs> let me explain the circuit. Uh, it's a long straight, 800 metres long, turning 135 degree left. As you go into the parklands, a slight kink to the right, then with a nice big sweeping S to the left, a straight and then on to the right, coming down to a 90 degree, uh, 80, 70 degree hairpin, uh, sorry, a, hair, a left-hander, which has also got the center of the corner cut out, so there's a lot wider road under the trees where the crowds gathered drinking their Carlsberg and spicy sausages mm. with lots of mustard. And then up with a little bit of a left-right wiggle before you go back onto the straight. Well, it's an absolute trick circuit. Yeah? We've got to go. We've got to go. Sounds good. I like the posters. You've got one. Viewers, Johnny's bought some posters There's back. There's a few spares. 4th to the 5th of August, uh, 2007, Copenhagen Historic Grand Prix. Looks looks excellent. Looks lovely. What's the car in the picture? Oh, pick Can't up even that see from here. Something covering it over. Yeah, Can't tell. Book. Yeah, don't worry about it. Can't tell. Right, anyway. Can't tell. No, JP, tech, 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 tech. Tech, tech, tech. Time for tech. Tick, 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 tech. Well, obviously the biggest news this week is uh, new IMAX. Uh, Apple bought out new IMAX last Wednesday. Oh, Tuesday their time. Uh, Tuesday US. Wednesday morning our time. Um, they've gone all aluminium and glass. So the white IMAX that uh, everybody's familiar with, the white flat panels, um, gone. Uh, where the white used to be on the front is now uh, aluminium. Very a la the... Uh, the 23 and the 20 inch uh, cinema displays and the um, Mac Pros, that, that brushed aluminium look. Um, but they've gone glass screen over the top of the LCD panel with a black surround. Uh, they're thinner again than the old model. Um, they've slimmed them down some more and the back of the things are black now as well. So they're quite, 
a lot of people really like them, and I'm not a big fan, I have to be honest. A lot of people are saying that the reflection factor of the screen, the is, screen. Um, is, is not suitable. But I also read that the that there is a... Um, if you place the light source at 45 degrees yes. behind the screen, it eliminates all light from a, uh, a gloss screen. So in a studio environment, maybe you could be thinking that they really had designed it because the most majority of people are just going to put it somewhere exactly. and you're going to have all sorts of yeah. uh, erroneous ambient light coming yeah. in. So let's say we must look at it under those conditions and also the black band around the side and the it gloss screen the is up. trying to familiarise people for iPhone usage. True. Uh, and it ties in with the iPhone and it ties in well with everything else that they've got. Uh, interesting, the, uh, a lot of the concept behind, supposedly behind the aluminium and glass was because uh, Apple were getting a bit of a hiding from Greenpeace earlier on this year about not enough recyclables in their, uh, in their computers. And uh, Jobs actually answered that in an open letter, one of his open letters like he did about um, uh, rights management, digital right DRM and stuff like that. Um, and then they've brought this out and you know the big thing about it supposedly is aluminium recyclable, glass recyclable. So uh, you know, they're, they're, they're very big on the, the green vote for the new iMac. Um, From a performance point of view, they seem to have bumped up their 2.8 oh, me- megahertz, um, gigahertz, sorry. Um, Performance-wise. Uh, uh, Intel Core, du- Core 2 Duo Processor Extremes. That's the extreme, yeah, 2.8, top-of-the-range model. <coughs> um, and top-of-the-range model at approximately, if you compare it to the outgoing model, once you've built it to order and spec'd it up, Bearing in mind that the outgoing model was only ever a 2.3 anyway. Was it an extreme? No, it wasn't extreme. It was just 2.3. One of those, you were looking somewhere with an extended warranty in the region of uh, about 4.3 by the time you'd done the up spec. Uh, And you still only had a 250 gig hard drive. Uh, The new model 24 inch that replaces it with an extended warranty it's about two eight something, two eight and a bit, um, and you get a three twenty gig hard drive standard. And I notice there you have a one terabyte option. I think that's the first time I've yep. seen anyone offer a one terabyte option. And I was trying to think Huge to myself, money though. Uh, but I was trying to think to myself when. When did they have anything like this? I mean, don't you remember 10 years ago we were quoting, quoting machines and they had like 120 megabyte drives? That's right. They, I, yeah. I was thinking, are you sure they weren't, weren't gigabyte drives? No, so like the, like mm. the Moore's Law really has, has oh, been in the place. Absolutely. And it's good to see they're adding two gigabyte of RAM now. That's a bit yes, more sensible. Top of the range. Some, and the, even the lower models, the, the, the two low model 20s and the lowest of the two 24s, Come standard with one gig of RAM, but there's two slots in the machine, and the RAM that's in there is a one gig chip in one slot. So you've still got one empty slot, which is hooray because before it was two five twelves, and everybody was taking them out, putting two one gigs in, and like so you got boxes of five twelves just laying around, not knowing what the hell to do with them. As previously mentioned, JP, I had uh, gone to Earl's Court. Luckily, just happened to trip over a broadcast live show there and sat down to an Apple Pro demo of Motion 3, which is part of the uh, Final Final Cut Pro um, package. And it has the technology in that 
that uh, piece of software to be able to create all the blue screening, uh, sorry, the virtual set technology that yep. maybe that we would be looking at in combined with some of the stuff that we've been doing recently, recently and messing around, messing around the background. It, it's absolutely deluxe. But um, I, um, having talked to uh, Daniel Harkness, who's an expert yes. on all this sort of stuff, uh, working out of Sydney and doing a really great job with his stuff, danielharkness.com.au, you'll find From that, Adelaide. Uh, from Adelaide, whose mother doesn't right. like him as much anymore. <laughs> <laughs> is that right? She drink too much of her wine labels. Uh, but anyway, um, <laughs> I can't say that. No, you can't. <laughs> <Yes, soon. laughs> She's one of our Speaking clients. Speaking of which, I didn't with Bill so West. Oh, dear. That's all right. Okay. I don't have a But he didn't sue me. And <laughs> neither of them sued me. But that's another story. Um, was that uh, these, uh, these applications are very dependent on video memory. Now, yeah. um, it's 256... 256 megabyte Meg, yes. of RAM in a video card. Yep. Uh, what do you know these days, mate, about like the the requirement for video cards to drive the effectiveness of the applications? Well, I mean, there's a lot of things that are video card uh, dependent uh, in terms of refresh refresh rates and and things of that nature. However, the video that's in the current crop of IMAX, the new the new babies, has been specifically put in there. Um, because Apple were worried about gaming and the gamers and uh, in PC land the uh, the video cards that the gamers were using were a lot more up spec than what Apple was supplying in uh, in their machines so they've they've actually gone to town every model now bar the very base model 20 inch has got 256 meg and got that um, high grade video card in it so I wouldn't think you'd have too much problem in fact, you know, I'd I'd would probably suggest well, that from I what I've read that, that it'd be as good as what you were getting in a uh, in a standard Mac Pro, and probably a little bit better still because it's a lot more recent. But I understand that with a program like like Motion, that it actually loads a lot of the content into the video card, and that's what gives you the the the, the ability to be able to um, scrub yes. through the video and 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 process it very very fast. So. Yep. Who knows? So I suppose we'll have to give it a go, and then again, you know, it is a consumer product. It is, and but I think um, they've done a pretty good job of it. So uh, I'll have a look at it because I, 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 think yep. I, I think I want it. Well, I'll we've got demos, so uh, we've got the de- actually. Yeah, all jokes aside, and uh, you know, viewers, you're probably aware of the fact that I'm quite happy to bitch about Apple when I think it's uh, justified. And, and in this occasion, I'm not going to just I'm not going to bitch about Apple um, because. <laughs> They bought new product out, and they bought it out in a timely manner. And uh, you know, as I say, they were announced last Wednesday. <coughs> we had twenties uh, and twenty fours shipping on Monday morning. Mate, it's uh, uh, it's very good to see that they've finally good. got a global um, a delivery platform. And I'm yep. going to be very pleased for you to uh, provide that new iMac for mm-hmm. us to evaluate here yep. to for the viewers' purpose. And thank you very much to um, Apple oh, Centre Adelaide at Norwood for that. It's at Mac Centre Norwood now. No, Centre no Norwood. such thing as Apple Centre Adelaide anymore, viewers. It's uh, all Mac Centres now, and we've got Mac Centre Norwood. In fact, Mac Centre Norwood's just about to go through a big upgrade. Yes, you know, it's funny you should say that because, you'll, you know, I know that that's actually going to be happening early next week. Yeah. Because uh, no one other than our good friend Dita has got the contract <laughs> to do the work. <laughs> Data. <laughs> yeah. To do what? He's doing the refurbish. <laughs> the refurb? <laughs> Is that right? And he didn't know. Yes, to me. What's because he kept it quiet? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, here you're all on radio. Uh, uh, yeah, radio yeah, yeah, <laughs> refurbishment. No, no. We're talking about data. How's he going? 
Oh, he's gone okay now. He's getting a free Mac off you for fixing the job on time. You know, the 80-20 rule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, I'm stumped, viewers. He is Hardy's just sprung me in something I didn't even have a clue about. Today is five years since I moved to Adelaide. God help us, viewers. Five years since he moved into my unit. For ostensibly a month or two, and still trying stayed. to get the dog hair out. How long out. did you stay? Still trying to get the dog hair remember. out. Yeah. And uh, also, it's, uh, there's also another uh, announcement to make is that, that tomorrow it's uh, Miss Bris Vegas's birthday. Miss Bris Vegas's birthday tomorrow. Many happy returns, Claire. Yeah, big thirty-three. Oh, yeah. oh getting 33. so old. And not far off, and it'll be my birthday. What did and we you won't want? even talk about how old I am. Did you want a drink? Oh, yeah, that wouldn't be, you know, Claire, that would be get, quite pleasant. No, it's all right, I'll go and get it. Let's, you just oh, keep sorry, rabbiting Debbie, on. That's fine, don't worry, that's all right. I know exactly well, where it is. I, I can't get it because we're doing a show, so... <laughs> all right, well, you would just... You mind no, drink, no, drink, bitch, drink, oh. bitch, drink, bitch. <laughs> oh, you can't say that. <laughs> well, you can, but, you know, you probably shouldn't. There's uh, one, one little bit of thing that I forgot to say about the Copenhagen Grand Prix was to say that Alan Thompson did come second only just... Uh, losing out to Tycle Turing uh, in the Pro Am uh, Pro Am race uh, with the Datsun 240Z up against uh, a champ car driver oh, Ronnie okay. Bremer, um, uh, Derek Bell, and uh, <coughs> Derek no, Bell, no, no other than uh, Prince Jurker, oh. the uh, uh, Mary's husband, Frederick's brother. Well, we got Is to meet right? up there as well. That's all a lead, right royal affair. Oh my! Next thing you'll be telling me, you kick. Give the kid a cuddle or something, you know. No, I didn't give the kid a kid a kid a kid a cuddle. Kid a cuddle. Kid a cuddle. Because um, and Al and I had a bit of a actually we had a funny time. We were cruising through on the Saturday night through um, Copenhagen. We just basically dumped everybody and, and said, well, "Let's go for dinner on our own." And we ended up. He says, "Let's go for a, get on a tuk tuk." So we were cruising through town. It was just it was mad with people everywhere where you went. You couldn't. You, <laughs> it was just solid, and yet this t- this tuk tuk driver managed to um, to get us to a place called uh, New New Haven, New House. Oh, I don't know, I can't remember. Somewhere near like near Haven. Anyway, it's where all the pretty canally stuff is. Yeah, and we sat there and had a, had a drink. But we got up there and we got through the, the the thickest of thick doing a show, which unfortunately we can't put to air because you were uh, both swearing too much. No, I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> But we, okay. there might be snippets that we can probably grab. But oh. we came out through this alleyway into this huge court, and there were like a thousand, two thousand people there. It was like St Mark's Square, well, you well, know, Tiananmen in the square. And then out of the corner of my eye, I see this light shining off ahead. I went, "It's Rob Sherrod. who's <laughs> having <laughs> dinner there with the family." Are you <laughs> kidding? And he goes, "Who are those two gay blokes?" <laughs> get out! Oh, very good. It's the last time you're getting anything from me, Rob. <laughs> Until oh, the next time. Uh, and the final <laughs> Uncle Al scenario is um, um, tested for Triple Eight on Monday um, on the pace immediately. This week? Yes, he yes. already has tested. Yeah, on Monday after Philip um, Island, straight up there. Yep, very early morning uh, flight. So what? Um, he went. He went straight up to Queensland. Yeah, yep. and um, yeah, Richard Lyons was testing in the morning. Al tested in the yep. afternoon, and Chad Reed. The, uh, the the motocrosser also yes. tested um, and did a particular. Oh, I good saw there was job. something in Auto Fiction last week. I think about Chad Reed going to be having a test, and someone was bitched and moaned saying they want a happy a happier shot of Alan on his website. <laughs> what really? It cost a lot of money. I reckon. Who was it? His mother? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
His mother. His mother and his dad and his uh, brothers were there. I in like Copenhagen. to think of him smiling. Copenhagen. Copen. Wonderful. Wonderful. Copenhagen. Hagen. Hagen. So. Now, I know what I wanted, meant to ask you, because I haven't heard anything about how Will Powell went on the weekend. Oh, he came second. He did come... Well, I know he, he qualified second, didn't he? But I didn't know but where he But he'd have to be upbeat about that, because if, Bo, if, Bo, if Bordet can get a gig at, at, at yeah. Toro Rosso... Yeah, true. Or, sorry, Red... Is it Toro Rosso or Red Bull? Yeah, Toro, Toro Rosso. Rosso. Yeah, yeah Toro Rosso. replacing... Well, Scott Speed's been replaced by Vettel. No, Liuzzi has been replaced by Vettel. Oh, okay. So there you go. So, well, anyway, give it a go. It's got to be good. good. It's good good for business. I think it's good. I think it's very good. And, yeah, I don't know that there's anything... Oh, we had the... um... Now, this is an interesting scenario here. We had the... Uh, South Australian round of the Australian Rally Championship last weekend. Anyone go? No. And you know why? <laughs> because it was run by those same. The publicity surrounding the event was obviously zero. Because I'd had, apart from getting a quick email on Friday from a friend of mine asking me if I was going, for the first time in the last five years, I'd heard nothing about well, it doing the media? on any media at Have all. Have they had a media management change? I don't know what the story is with the media. Well, they threw us out because we do too good a job for them. Well, I don't know what the well, story was. That but is. However, it's there was nothing, absolutely nothing that you would have even known it was on. There was nothing on any of the news bulletins that I heard about. So, I don't know. But I was very disappointed because I probably would have gone had I known earlier on what week. I mean, I know it's traditionally always August, but I hadn't even given it a thought. It's usually like next week or the week after. So more, that's more what my brain was telling me. So, Well, yeah. who won it? Don't know. Haven't got a clue. That's what I'm saying. Well, isn't it in there? Oh, probably. If you can be bothered to uh, read through. I haven't even looked that far yet into the uh, rallying side of things. We're not really into the rallying side of things. I mean, you know, they're just... Not really our cup of tea. Is well, it? Linda would tell us if she was here, but she's not, and well, that's why we don't have anything to say about that. As the dogs arrive, <laughs> well, you, just on... keep, you just keep talking. <laughs> well, back here in South Australia, <laughs> it's just cold. I think we need to go off on another trip, Miss Bris Vegas. But you cracked me up, like you said to me the other day. You said, Claire. It's just so boring in Adelaide. And I looked at you and I thought, where have you been for five years? For God's sake. Everyone knows that. But that's the charm about Adelaide, you know? The boringness. You gotta like make your own fun, you know? I think it's time for Radio Hot Lap and you and I and, and the dogs to move to, move to on Italy. to Europe. Absolutely. Well I'll be there. Italy looks nice. Tuscan is nice. nice. We've done an evaluation of it doesn't mean that we're neglecting people here. We'll still be looking after them. But it's time to move on, viewers, listeners. What do you think? Well, I think it's great. You've got a bit of European blood in you. I like From the your olives. father? Yeah. The dogs is German. Absolutely. I mean, it's only, you know, and I can't find I've any bags here. The bags get lost in Europe. Europe. We might as well. <laughs> JP's English. I mean, what's the point of being here, to be sure? All German <laughs> lines. <laughs> Talking about getting up and moving to Italy. <laughs> Italy? Oh, there you go. That's interesting. If this is a radio show, you don't need to remind him. He already automatically knows what's going on. You see, that's the beauty of radio show announcers. 
that they know what's going well, on. Well, he sounded quite surprised just it. then. Well, he's not meant to. You're not meant to preempt him. You know that would be. Well, a faux pas. It would, absolutely. Radio. Yeah, definitely. You see, I was just going off them viewers, chuckling to myself, how I'd left you in the lurch then, and you'd just have to keep on talking, because that's normally what you do to me. So, <laughs> so now he wanders <laughs> off. <laughs> Does exactly the same thing the other way around. Uh, very good, Johnny. I'll pay that. I'll pay that. Now, there was something else I did want to talk about, and do you think I can remember what it was? Was something local? Um, and it wasn't the rally. Um, I know what it was. It was... No, it wasn't. I've already spoken about that. No, oh well. Mental blank time. Well, what have you found? I wanted to tell you about... Uh, the other thing is that uh, we were off to, about to go off for a holiday... Again, we just got back. I was just going to say, you yeah, could have had a, that. Yeah, back a, and go, oh, I'm just going to go on holiday. I had a call from Lars, who already tells me that he's missing me, yeah. and that we're off to his um, his resort uh, oh, in, the, uh, in, the in the Maldives. The Maldives, ah. yeah. But uh, thanks to also, um, you know, for a bit of a chat, probably cook up one of those lovely steaks that he, um, he found that uh, he enjoyed so much because he's missing that. <laughs> he's missing that. Um, through his airline, Moldavian Air Taxi. You've got the full. So have a there, look at that. And now the website is mataxi.com. It's absolutely a unique experience, the Moldavian Air Taxis. Moldavian or Moldavian? I noticed. Oh, that. I am Moldavian. That. Yeah. Moldavian. 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 But, uh, it's, it's a bit of a dive. <laughs> and he owns one of, of the resorts, uh, the one yes. and only Kanahura on the northern, one of the northern atolls. Well, for, for absolutely lovely spot to go. For those viewers who actually listen to uh, Radio Hot, this Hot is Hot not a paid from show. Lars. From Lars's place, they would know all of that. He's a top one. You know, so I listened to it too. Had a laugh. A laugh with Lars. Had a laugh about you and bloody uh, international Paulie paying me out too, just because the phone dropped out. Tell you. That's right. I you did like that joke, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. it was all right. Uh, yeah, 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 Only yeah, all right though. And you're teaching you, you. He's always teach your girlfriend to run ten kilometres a day. Yeah, that was yeah. good. What's the advantage <laughs> of that? After ten days, she's hundred k's away. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. That's it. It's a nice one. Well, yeah. right. anything else? No, I can't. Uh, there was something else, but I've totally forgotten what it oh, was. There was. We was had a, an S5, an out, new Audi S5 coupe to drive. Ah, yeah. And it was very nice indeed. Lars had picked one up for himself. Funnily enough, he haven't owned the Audi importer. Yeah, I know company, he owns so. the Audi dealership, yeah. Well, you don't know. He's the importer. Right. So he got that, and, you know, it's a bit funny to find, go downstairs to find, you know, a dozen, uh, half a dozen or, or more, I didn't count exactly the number, um, R8s just sitting there waiting to be delivered, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, stuff like that, and one on the hoist with dirty wheels, you know, and stuff like that. So... Um, very nice car indeed, um, but uh, yeah, he, uh, there's, I'm going to put a little bit of video together because it will explain it, uh, the concept of fart control in uh, in Denmark. Things are expensive in Denmark, uh, but uh, fart control is cheap. So, fart uh, control? Oh, you're clear. You mm. will find okay. out we'll when find we out. do the video. Viewers, uh, you, but you can all be hanging for the video, no doubt. What's on this As weekend, we JP? Barbecue? This weekend? Um... No. Any barbecue? Well, I mean, have you done any barbecue action while we've been away? No, I haven't done any barbecue action. Oh, yeah, I did actually. I had a bar- barbecue last weekend. I had, had some deluxe T-bones, as it happens. Very, very pleasant. 
Um, but on another note now, now I've remembered what I was going to talk about, and it was nothing to do with motor racing. It was the Irrelevant Lunch Club. Oh, tell me. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> oh, I love this. The uh, <laughs> soul. The, no, no, you can't say that. What Dear old say? Al, Al Charisma is going to finally retire. He's not well. He's not well, you're right. And he's going to retire. And we all had a dinner for him a week ago last Friday in the evening, uh, rather than at lunchtime. And it was it was really good. It was a really nice night, and uh, he had a great time. And uh, on the barbecue note, um, because in the days of the uh, mad houseboat weekends, uh, Al and I used to always cook breakfast on the barbie, I, I gave him a ceremonial pair of barbecue tongs with his name engraved on it. Oh, that was nice. Yeah. But that pasty so was pretty chucked Did you do it with the soldering iron? No, I did it properly. I got, bought, went out and bought the tongs and they were nice stainless steel, brushed steel ones. Was it a good turn for them the ceremonial? To, uh, yeah, it was about 27 of us, I think. Did we get to the so bike from... No, 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 no. The, 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 There's the, a few on uh, I Won't Come Again. The, yeah, the I Won't Come Again's actually gazumped because the email was sent out to everybody. They gazumped the others and had their own little private dinner a week and a half. They before. are a bunch of wankers. Yeah, you can't say that. They are wankers. We'll get the wrong rating. They are a wanker. Anyway, wankers. so there you go. So that was quite nice. I just thought that was nice. <laughs> So, and that's about it. Irrelevant lunch cup news. Um, As if they'd have the clue about how to be able oh, to you'd get go into, uh, a, Would you have got an invite to um, Balaclava? I do indeed. Well, there you go. In fact. And that's going to be the next meeting. Well, it's not actually a meeting. It's uh, there's, a, there's a bus organised to go to Balaclava from, uh, from the pub. And that, is, that should be fun. And did you know it's the last time it will ever actually be held at Balaclava? I didn't know that, but the the wedding... Sorry, the wedding? The wedding. Who's getting married? The, um... <laughs> that must the, be a Freudian slip, Claire. <laughs> nudge, nudge, wink, wink. No, it's just... The, uh, <laughs> the, oh, they were very emphatic then. <laughs> the, uh, the invitation reads like this with a nice, quite elegant brush script sort of a... Like, sort of oh, yeah, I don't know what it is. Palace script. If you harbour the desire for an elegant day at the races where one can rub faux fur shoulders with the wannabe rich <laughs> and famous when the raucous clatter of pearls give you goosebumps and chaps and cravats, say chin chin while darling James air kisses between sips of a port imported champagne, may we suggest you board the train and head to bloody Melbourne. But if you want a hell of a good day at the races, head up to Balaclava with the Coopers family. <laughs> Fantastic. I thought that's good. Done as only do you the Coopers boys could do. No, mate. <laughs> Put you in the smoker's tent. <laughs> Thanks to Wyndham Estate and Coopers. Well, there you go. Good work for the old Wyndham. That's about it, mate. I think we're all going to go out and have a little bit of uh, I think chop, we chop me out Chinese. I'm, I'm just uh, starving now. It's 8 o'clock. Chop me out? Yeah. Chop me out. Chop me out. Mm, Whatever. Like a cat. That's yep. it. Chop me out Chinese. Oh, God. Excellent. All right, viewers. All right, viewers. Speak to you next week. We will indeed. Thanks Good for night. listening.